0: Visit DenaliCanning.com forward slash free to claim your free lids and start your preserving adventures today. That's DenaliCanning.com forward slash free. Greetings, urban farmers, gardeners, and healthy food visionaries. Greg Peterson here, and welcome to the 339th episode of the Urban Farm Podcast, where every day we work together to educate and inspire you to become part of your food revolution. The Urban Farm Podcast is sponsored by HealthIQ.com. As I get older, I am finding that leaving a legacy is becoming more important. And a big part of that is making sure my loved ones are financially sound when I depart. One way to do that is through life insurance. Health IQ is a life insurance agency that helps runners, cyclists, yogis, vegetarians, urban farmers, and other health-conscious people get lower rates on their life insurance. Visit healthiq.com forward slash urban farm to support our show and see if you qualify. Today on our podcast, we have someone who wants your chickens to eat as well as his. We're talking with Frank Bergen about feeding your chickens. Frank is currently General Manager of Strategic Ventures and Innovation for Eglin's Best LLC. He has always wanted to run a food business since he was a teenager working in his family's summer bakery. After spending seven years as a U.S. Naval officer, and then the next 11 years, he helped grow the iconic brands like Kraft Macaroni and Cheese, Jell-O, Cream of Wheat, Post Cereals, Balance Bars, and Ritz Crackers. In his role with Kraft, Frank led the turnaround and rebirth of the back-to-nature natural organic business. He went on to pursue his passion for smaller, more entrepreneurial businesses and since joined Eglin's Best in 2010, where he has helped the company's revenue triple. It was in looking for new ways to keep that remarkable pace of growth going that Frank and the Eglin's Best team hit upon the idea of selling its proprietary feed directly to backyard chicken farmers welcome to the show today frank are you ready to rock chicken feed
1: i am let's make it epic greg
0: sweet so i shared a bit about you can you fill in the blanks for us and share more about the path you took to get where you're at today
1: Sure, thanks, and it's great to be here. Thanks for the opportunity to talk to you. That's a great bio. I would tell you that summer bakery job was awesome. I really got into food, and and my dad was a doctor. My mom was a teacher. I didn't know anything about business.
0: Wow. And when that
1: family bakery went into bankruptcy, it just created a whole bunch of questions in me about what happened. It was such Mm. a great place. Why did it fail? And that was kind of the kernel that became my my passion of building businesses. Mm, Yeah. I spent seven years in the Navy there. My first job was on a destroyer in charge of the sewage plant on a 400-crew destroyer out Mm. in the middle of the Pacific. Wow. Kind of a shitty job to start with.
0: (laughs) Pun intended. I, I learned
1: a lot. Yeah, exactly right. But it was a great leadership training and great experience to build upon as I embarked on my business career. And I had a great time at Kraft working on just really iconic businesses like Kraft macaroni and cheese and mm-hmm. Jello, Post Cereals and Ritz. And then really started to, you know, really spread my wings and follow my true passion of building entrepreneurial businesses with the Back to Nature brand with Kraft. And that's what brought me and led me to Eglin's Best. You know, a much smaller company, mm-hmm. entrepreneurial and looking to build something special different, all about good food for, for people. So that, that's my background. You know, I was charged when I came to the company. And they said, listen, we've kind of got this shell egg thing figured out. We need you to come up with new different ways for the company to grow. And we've cast a wide net. And one of the things that came back as we hauled it in was this idea of taking our secret proprietary feed blend mm-hmm. and selling it directly to consumers, backyard chicken farmers. So that's what led us to today.
0: Wow. That is, as far as I can tell, over the past 20 years, an exploding industry. I know here at the Urban Farm, we've got 19 hens in our big backyard. And, you know, there's other people on our street that also do. So have you found that that's the case over the past seven or eight years?
1: Yeah, it's, it's amazing how fast this segment is growing. Our estimates are that it's about six to eight percent of the population owns a a backyard chicken.
0: Whoa.
1: Which is pretty substantial and is growing rapidly. Even over the past couple of years that we've been looking into this opportunity, it's certainly grown. Not just people who live way out in the middle of nowhere. Right. It's, you know, your next door neighbor Mm -hmm. in, you know, a really urban uh, area. I remember a a few years ago when I was just starting to look at this, I had a college classmate come up to me at a reunion and just tell tell me that my eggs, Eglin's best eggs, were, were the worst eggs in the world. And she had the best from her backyard flock. And she lives in a very nice area up in Connecticut. And that's uh-huh. when it first kind of came home to me that there's a big segment out there that really we're, we're missing out on if, if we can't reach them with, with our brand. Oh, so, big time an exciting segment
0: yeah no kidding so reiterate again or restate again how much of the population is keeping chickens
1: yeah about six to eight percent it's hard to pin down it, it, exactly but yeah it, it's a it's a large segment of the of the population
0: okay that's truly epic
1: you know to put that in perspective mm-hmm. i think that when you walk into like a grocery store you see the you know the feed upon feed aisle of cat and and dog food and then you'll see Mm a section of like wild bird feed and we estimate that backyard chickens are about the same number of people who keep wild birds are about the same that keep backyard chickens so and it's growing it's in line with the trend where you know people really want to know where their food comes from they want to get closer to the source of their food feel you know better about what they're feeding their families yeah that it all makes sense to us
0: oh yeah so I just as some quick math here, and if there's 300, there's a little more than 300 million people in the U.S., 6% would be 18 million people keeping chickens in the U.S.
1: Yeah, you know, we tend to look at it in terms of households. Uh-huh. So if you have 125 million total households in the U.S., you're probably in the, the you know, 6 million household range that are, that are keeping the backyard chickens. Wow. We look at the, not just those 6 million, but we've, you know, gone out and talked to a whole range of backyard chicken farmers. And there's some specific types that, that we have in mind as we launch this new line of chicken food.
0: Well, tell us about that.
1: I mentioned the the folks who are you know out in the in I don't want to say the middle of nowhere but who are you know very very rural yeah and they tend to keep larger flocks. So I mean, your nineteen is that's that's a big flock there. Yeah. I don't know what what your neighborhood is like, but most people keep those large flocks. It's on a farm and it's usually one of you know several. Types of animals or livestock that they're raising on their on their farm or their property. It's usually really large property. Right. Most of those hens and chickens they're they're bringing them inside, but otherwise they're roaming free across the property. The backyard uh, chicken farmer that we're really looking for, you know, Nick, we gave them the nickname of backyard brooks. These are really much more suburban Mm -hmm. farmers in general. Most of their flocks are smaller in size, you know, handful of birds, and they're usually kept in a coop you know, just outside the, the main house yep. and they're really relying on, on feed as their primary source of nutrition. Most of, most of these backyard chicken farmers have given their birds uh, names
0: yep. and they
1: look at them like you know, family members. They're, they're pets. You know, that's very different than how most people would think of backyard chickens. These are a way to kind of create your own food system, much like a garden. Mm-hmm. In your backyard, but it's also a way to have a pet. You know, they love these animals the same way they, they would love a, a cat or a dog.
0: Yeah. So. Well, we, we qualify. Heidi has named all of our hens. There you go. And we have a big backyard that they get to run somewhat free in. But you're right. There is the issue of where do these hens get their sustenance and we need to make sure that we, you know, we're delivering a nice balanced diet to them. So how, how does Eglin's best make sure that they're doing that? How do you guys do that?
1: Yeah. So our proprietary formula is a a complete feed and it consists of healthy grains like corn, wheat, soybean, oats, alfalfa, flaxseed, and then it mixes in you know, pure canola oil and then we add our proprietary supplement that consists of rice bran and, and some sea kelp and mm-hmm. vitamin E. And that whole feed produces, well, it, first of all, it, it helps the, the hens be healthier. It, it helps their energy, it helps their immunity, their bone and muscle development health health. It gives them more energy, Mm -hmm. helps with their eye health and metabolism. So it helps the hen be healthier, but then also it produces eggs that are healthier. The eggs are lower in saturated fat, 25% less saturated fat than a typical store-bought egg, has 10 times the the level of vitamin E, six times the level of vitamin D, twice the vitamin B12 that you would find in in a typical store-bought egg. Uh Also, the the shells are stronger and the egg itself is, is plumper as a result of this complete nutritious feed. So that's really the magic. It's, you know, we like to say it's healthier feed, healthier hens, healthier eggs. That's what we're all about. Yeah. So we're we're excited to, you know, make this available to backyard chicken farmers directly.
0: Excellent. I'm a big proponent of growing your own food, if for no other reason than you know what's in it. Exactly. By giving your chickens, your hens, healthier food, you're going to make healthier eggs, and thus your health is going to be better.
1: Exactly right. It's the same thing that, you know, What you are what you eat, and mm-hmm. the same thing for your hens, you know? So if you know what they're eating and you know what they're producing, then you know what you're eating. So that, it's a virtuous cycle.
0: Ooh, I like that word, virtuous cycle. Where'd that come from?
1: <laughs> I wish I could take credit for it. It's been around for a while here. Yeah. So we like to think of, you know, you're taking care of your hens, and, and they're going to take care of your family through the eggs they're, they're producing for you.
0: Beautiful. So I, I assume that your product lines are organic, non-GMO, so on and so on?
1: So we have, we have a large lineup of products that are going out the door.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We do have organic versions. So there's chicken food that comes in mini pellets as well as crumbles. Mm -hmm. So the mini pellets are about an eighth of an inch. Some backyard chicken farmers really prefer the the mini pellets and others really prefer the crumbles. There's not a middle ground there. And so those are the the chicken food uh, varieties and then we have chick food. You know, it's a starter grower formulation.
0: Higher in protein.
1: Exactly, higher protein and lower calcium. You know, calcium can be toxic for for chicks. But as, as hens get older, they really Need the calcium, so you have to make sure that that you're giving the hen what it needs based on on its age. So yeah. more protein to fuel the growth and, and lower calcium at, at the at those developmental ages. So usually chick food goes up till about 15 weeks of age, mm-hmm. and then you know we recommend switching over to the chicken food. So. We have a regular line and then we have an organic line for all those varieties in many different sizes from, you know, there's some five pound sizes of the, of the chick food all the way up to 40 pound, you know, bags uh, of the other varieties. Yeah. You know, w- one, one unique thing about our feed, uh-huh. we like to call it food. You know, you don't say dog feed, it's dog, dog food. food. So these are pets of so chicken food, but the one unique thing about our, our product line is that we actually pasteurize the, the, the feed before we put it in the bag. And this greatly reduces the risk that microorganisms are yep. going to get into that feed, you know, reducing the, the risk that the chicken is going to get sick from, from eating the feed. That's unique. There's no one else doing that in the market right now. And mm-hmm. it's just another way to help ensure the health of your, of your flock.
0: Beautiful. So have you done feeding trials?
1: We've done a lot of trials. You know, this is the same formula the Eglin's best farmers use all across the country to produce Eglin's best eggs Mm. that are sold in the supermarket. So we have 25 years of experience with with this formula. We know it works. And and that's with regular birds. That's with cage-free birds and birds raised in organic conditions. So this is a proven feed system here.
0: Beautiful. So I assume that there's no antibiotics or steroids or any extraneous stuff in the feed?
1: Absolutely right, Greg. No antibiotics, no hormones, no steroids. You know, we really believe in in a, a clean feed. You know, 100% 100% vegetarian feed, mm-hmm. so there's no animal byproducts or recycled food waste. You know, I mentioned the pure canola oil. We we were not taking canola oil that's been used to fry chicken nuggets at McDonald's and using it in the feed. This is pure canola oil that you, you know, you'd want to use in one of your recipes at home.
0: So yeah, it's a really clean, clear feed. Excellent. So where does one find this at? Sounds great.
1: Yeah, we're really excited. We we just started shipping all of the the products in January. We are in all tractor supply Stores with a couple of the varieties. Mm. We're making great progress with a, a number of other smaller regional retailers like Family Farm and Home and Thiessen's. And we have great ambition to get into kind of mainstream grocery stores oh. as well as the pet channel. You know, one thing that we heard when we were doing research with these backyard chicken farmers was that they were frustrated that they'd have to drive, you know, really far away to, to go to a tractor supply store. Mm-hmm. Or two, an agway. You just couldn't find chicken feed in in, anywhere close by in these, you know, especially in the suburban areas. So we're aiming to make this much more readily available. So we're looking at getting it into places like Publix or Kroger and, you know, hopefully maybe even Walmart and then the pet channels, you know, including like an online retailer like Chewy. We'd love to be there. easy for folks to, to get Eglin's best chicken food.
0: Beautiful. So I'm going to shift on you, and I'd like for you to talk about a time you failed, how you overcame that failure, and what you might have learned from it.
1: Yeah, it's a big shift. So as, as a young naval officer, one night in the middle of the Arabian Gulf, I was in charge of steering the ship. Uh huh. I put the ship in harm's way. I, we were about two miles away from an aircraft carrier, so we were in a restricted area in the path of where the carrier was coming. And, you know, thankfully it was far enough away that we were able to take evasive maneuvers and and get out of the way. But it was a huge embarrassment and it was all my fault. There was a brand new sailor who had been trying to get my attention out on one of the sides of the bridge. Uh And I just said, you know, this is a junior guy. He doesn't really know what he's talking about. He was trying to tell me, hey, there's a carrier over here. (laughs) I thought it was an oil rig. So yeah, it was terrible, you know. And and what it taught me was that, you know, good ideas and good information can come from anywhere. Oh. you really need to challenge your perspective at time and don't just assume that, you know, you know exactly what's going on. And that has served me wonderfully as I, as I've gone into marketing. And as I look to build businesses, you really have to put yourself in your consumer's shoes and understand what they're seeing, what they want, and then go about delivering it.
0: Yeah. So it's really about paying attention to what's going on around you.
1: Exactly right. Yeah. You don't have the corner on the market on good ideas.
0: Right, right. Put your ego aside. I'll tell you what, being an entrepreneur for 42 years, I'm constantly paying attention to those kinds of things to make sure that I'm catching it all because there's so much that happens, especially these. Days with all the technology and everything.
1: Exactly right. Right. God gave us two ears and one mouth, right, and we got (laughs) to use appropriately.
0: Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So I just wanted to do a shout out. Thank you for being a veteran and for the work that you did there. I know that I appreciate it, and I know my listeners do as well. So thank you for that.
1: Oh, thank you. Yeah, I got a lot out of it. I put a lot in, but I got a lot more out of it. It was a great experience.
0: Perfect. So, what do you consider your biggest success?
1: you'd appreciate this as an entrepreneur. My biggest success is always going to be the next thing that I'm
0: doing. (laughs) Of course. This
1: chicken food launching last month was you know feels like my biggest success to date. I mean taking a food brand into a very very different space is quite a challenge to overcome but I, I think you know we we've done a great job developing a really unique product so that right now is my big biggest one you go back in time besides my family, immensely proud of that back to nature brand at Kraft. Mm, right. I work with a, a great team there to really turn around from on the verge of it just going extinct to to a really vibrant brand that it is today would would be the other one
0: Wow. Congratulations on that. I I know taking, as I said, I've been an entrepreneur for 42 years and I've had businesses that lasted what I call a sneeze and other businesses that lasted, you know, 18, 19, 20 years. I've had a couple of those. I know what it takes to come up with an idea and then put it into action and having a legacy being left behind. It's got to feel great for you.
1: Exactly right. You know, that's really why why I do this. Uh-huh. You're going to ask me, you know, what, what kind of drives me?
0: Yeah, <laughs> go. Great.
1: Yeah, you know, and that, that for me is it. There's no greater feeling as a, an entrepreneur, especially a food business builder to walk into a grocery store, or walk into a, a pet store, a tractor supply and see a product that you helped. You know, birth yeah. on the shelf and you look at it and you know, someone just sees a product and you see all the work and the effort, mm-hmm. and decision and calculations that went into it. And it's great to see the tangible result of, of what you did there. I just get a thrill out of understanding what folks are looking for and then going about the hard work of delivering it in a, in a way that is appealing to them and, and watching the business take off from there. So yeah. it, it really is something that I get a thrill from.
0: Yeah. Oh, boy, I hear you. Recently, I created a new brand. It's my I'm an Urban Farmer brand. And this is something that I'm just mentioning now. My listeners don't know about it yet. Ooh, a scoop. Yeah, the scoop. There you go. And, you know, I can say yay to, oh, my gosh, here we had an idea. And actually seeing it printed and the products in place, it's like, wow, how cool is that? So I, I can hear you on that.
1: Yeah, it's great. It's a thrill.
0: Yeah. So if you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be and why?
1: Well, hopefully your listeners are going to go out and and buy someone's best chicken food. So the the book I'm going to recommend they can get on our website, and that's Eglin's Best, America's Best Recipes. Oh. has Fifty recipes from across the country, they're going to have a lot of eggs and mm-hmm. they're going to be plentiful and great. And this will give you them a lot of great ideas on what to do with, with those
0: eggs. Perfect. Love it. So what one final piece of advice do you have for our listeners?
1: You know, my, my advice would be to don't settle for ordinary. You know, what I hear a lot from backyard chicken farmers is, you know, feed is feed. You can just feed a chicken anything. And, you know, just like us, that's not really true. You know, little things can make a big difference and feeding them a complete diet like Eglin's Best Chicken Food mm-hmm. can result in huge benefits. So don't settle for ordinary. Look for the best. Get the Eglin's Best Chicken Food out there.
0: <laughs> Perfect. And don't settle for ordinary in, your, in the rest of your life either. Go out in there and exactly be extraordinary. Right. Yeah.
1: Broadly applicable.
0: Cool. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the show today, Frank.
1: Oh, it's been a pleasure, Greg.
0: Thank you very much. Absolutely. So how can our listeners get a hold of you?
1: Go to our website, egglandsbest.com. We do have a section that's dedicated to our chicken food and chick food products. You can get there even more quickly by going to ebchickenfood.com.
0: Oh, perfect. That's
1: ebchickenfood.com. Yeah. Lots of information there and tips and whatnot.
0: Perfect. You can also find show notes from today's podcast at urbanfarm.org forward slash Eglin's Best. We are your urban farming resource. You can find our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Also, visit urbanfarm.org to find articles, podcasts, webinars, courses, and more. Well, that's it for today. Thanks for joining us on the Urban Farm Podcast. The Urban Farm Podcast is sponsored by HealthIQ.com. A decade and a half ago, I took on a very interesting personal goal, to run the Arizona Rock and Roll Half Marathon from the first running in 2004 until I was the only one that had run them all. They call us Legacy Runners. Since then, my times have slowed down a bit, but my commitment is stronger than ever. In fact, I just ran my 15th year in a row, and interestingly, there are less than 100 of us Legacy Runners left. Wouldn't it be cool if a life insurance agency rewarded me for that health-minded achievement? Well, I found one that will. Health IQ uses an exclusive qualifying process that helps health-conscious people like runners, cyclists, yogis, and vegetarians get lower rates on their life insurance. And if you have records like race results or those cool reports we get from the apps logging our efforts, Health IQ takes this into consideration to get you even more savings. Visit healthiq.com forward slash urban farm to support our show and see if you qualify. Just like saving money on your car insurance for being a good driver, Health IQ saves you money on your life insurance for living a health-conscious lifestyle. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Urban Farm Podcast. Remember to listen for tips, advice, and resources to help you on your journey with urban farming. You can find us on the web at urbanfarm.org, It's the perfect opportunity for both seasoned canners and those curious about starting. Denali is about quality, reliability, and supporting the canning community, ensuring that you get the best results every time you preserve. So why not give it a try? Visit denalicanning.com forward slash free to claim your free lids and start your preserving adventures today. That's